Recovery On Air, the official podcast of Crossroads Addiction Rehabilitation. Candid discussion about addiction and recovery with the people who have lived it, along with input from experts on the journey from struggle to triumph. Laugh, cry, and be inspired. And now, your host for Recovery On Air, Greg Halverson. Well, hello and welcome back to Recovery On Air, where we talk about all things recovery, the good, the bad, and the miracles. She's laughing already. This is going to be great today. Um, And we are going to have some, I'm pretty sure we're going to have some fun today. Um, Amber is here. Amber, welcome. Thank you. Thank you, Greg. Would you like to introduce yourself and tell tell, tell everybody what you do? You work for Crossroads. I do. And what you do. Uh, my name is Amber, and I am a your junkie alcoholic <laughs> that's in recovery. And I've been with Crossroads going on three years, um, and I am excited to be a part of the new program that's going to be at Extension through um, the yoga and the art of the soul. Um, it's just a really good opportunity that I was able to move up into this position. So. That's awesome. Eternally grateful. That's awesome. Um, you know, we've been to, we've been to, um, we're going to all the facilities saying thank you to the client or to the employees uh, for a certain little award that Crossroads got this year. And so we've been to four now so far this week. And at each one, when Tammy or Dave and I, and we're kind of sitting around and we're like looking at everybody there and we're going, Remember when we, Tammy today brought it up when she started 16 years ago, there were 33 employees. Well, we have like 600 and now, and now. now there's 350. <laughs> there's 10 times. And, and, but, but what goes along with that is these chances, like what you were just talking about. Um, we have some, we have, we're expanding. It's like we're this universe thing that that's exploding and, 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 just going outwards and more and more and more and more. Well, and it lets people do such different stuff. It's so cool. They do. And you know, if you would have told me three years ago that this is where I was going to be, I would have called you a, a liar. Really? Because I was... You're not going to, you didn't, you didn't think if we came up and said, Hey Amber, you want to teach an art therapy class? Yeah, you're you're going to, you're going to be working in recovery and you're not going to be a junkie anymore. Like what? Art therapy. Yeah. Class. Like you're going to be totally like right? this different person. Yeah. I mean the transition and just the, the last year alone has been, you know, more than I, I could have ever asked for, you know, just staying diligent and, and, and working. But my story with Crossroads, when I started, literally I had six months clean and sober, um, fresh out of TLC. I went through TLC, man, hard six program, bro. Like there was no joke. (laughs) I had to rake the track. I was in trouble all the time. Rake the track? Rake the track. The track. So any of my TLCers, you guys will know what rake the track means. So which, which, where were you at? Um, I started in sunny slope, got kicked out of there, uh, went to Robson. I got kicked out of there. And then I finally ended up at the Mac house, which is their IOP house. And, um, after a nice stint at the psych ward, um, after Phaedra, uh, the owner's 
at that time, she called me in her office and told me that I needed to go to the psych ward because I was absolutely <laughs> off my rocker. The woman was eight months pregnant, and I told her her face wasn't pregnant and we could go outside. Like, who does that? Who tells an owner of a treatment center, like, yo, your face is not pregnant? But I did. I did. And I ultimately went to the psych ward for seven days. It was fantastic. Yeah. Do you know that T- uh, CBI has a rubber room? Yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, 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 yeah. So like, you oh, know, yeah. I yeah. have these, this chingling on my yeah. neck that everybody's like, oh, is that like a cat with a bell to, you know, so we know where you're at? I said, no, that's the noise that a, a straitjacket makes when the clasps are clinging right. together and you're right. about to be strapped down. Yeah. So it's, it's a, it's a great memory it's an to have. auditory, uh, <laughs> auditory reminder. Yeah. So I learned this thing. So you know how we have triggers for like the negative? I call them glimmers. Glimmers are these things. Positive. Yeah, they're the positive. Yeah. So I, gotta, I look at that noise as a positive. Gotta, there's a lot of things that remind people, just like, like what you just said, um, smell, yep. sounds, tastes. Absolutely. Can take people totally back. But come on, we all have good times too, you know. So, Absolutely. So glimmers. 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 So stop huh. looking for your triggers yeah. out there and start looking for the glimmers. The yeah. I'm glad you didn't you... go somewhere else with that because that could have turned into something. I really, know. Really Look, I, listen, I'm you trying went to... with the double M instead of the other way. So <laughs> thank you for I'm doing trying, that. I'm trying to be a little bit respectful today. I mean, geez Louise. I mean, you guys are ready uh, to stamp me with an NC seventeen so, uh, oh, tag already. Yeah, well, well <laughs> we just say, hey, put the kids away before you listen to this. On speakerphone, so um, first time trying to get sober when you when you went over to TLC. Yes. I mean, have you? Has this been some you know some people that you hear and they're like, yeah, I've been in and out of the room. First first AA meeting was when I was fifteen, and mm. you know they got sober when they were forty. You know, I wasn't raised in AA. I you know my story comes along more of I was really I was raised Jewish uh-huh. when I was younger, and then my mom married a Southern Baptist, oh so I was God. all fucked off. Like Wait first we crucified so guilt him, and shame, and then fire brimstone, and then, and then yeah, yeah. go ahead and send your ass off. Just ask for forgiveness, and all is well. So like I was a really screwed up, you know, teen trying to figure out what this whole religional <laughs> thing was. So then I finally threw it in and said, "I'm God today." Right. And, right. you know, that went super well, as we can see. <laughs> but I never, no, I, I was not I was not the person that went in and out of treatment, Greg. I, I was a professional cleaner-upper. Right. When family and friends started talking, oh, my God, do you see Amber? Do you see what she looks like? I would <laughs> clean it up like yeah. Mr. Clean, right. get it squeaky, get the kid back in school, get the yep. refrigerator full of food, yep. you know, suffice the husband, tell him <sighs> to shut up so I could, you know, keep this cushy lifestyle. Right. Um, but then when nobody was looking three months down the road, I'd have that extra hundred or so sitting in the bank account. I'd yeah. be like, nobody will know if I go shoot this dope in my neck right behind right. the dumpster. Right. And then I'm gone on a bender for three months and right. my family's like, well, where does she go? Yeah. Well, things go- were going so well. They were going so great. <laughs> so much disappointment, you know, so much glimmering disappointment. The roller coaster. The yeah, roller, the roller coaster. And a, lot, a lot of people were good at that. No, that's the Jekyll and Hyde deal. Absolutely. Right? So you. So wait a minute. We went way past this too fast. 
raking the raking the track what is the track so what the track is is it's it's a disciplinary thing and it's also kind of like a go find yourself in god sure. type well thing. yeah so we have those this, at crossroads it's it's kind of like how we the girls have to do the chores at extension they have yeah. to go rake the rocks right. well we just call it the track oh, okay. it's a big it's okay. a big open i didn't know if you guys field. like went over to the local high school uh -uh. And, and fixed up the no <laughs> no you just walk around in circles with a, a rake dragging behind you you cannot pick it up. If you pick it up, you got to start over. And it's a full eight hours out there. Like you are out there nice. raking the track for nice. eight hours. If you got to pee, I hope to God you yeah. got one of you know yeah, you yeah. got the squat and walk down because <laughs> you're not coming in to go pee, and you better be able to fit water really? bottles. Really? Oh, no, they're no they're very... no no really. Yeah, there's wow, no joke harsh. over there, man. That's harsh. Yeah, I had some uh, I had some good sponsees out of uh, out of out of sunny slope TLC. So I, you know, at the end of the day, I look at it like this. You can make whatever it is, yep. wherever you're at, because right. wherever, right. wherever you go, there you there are. You are. Cause you're the, yeah. you're the problem at right. the end of the fucking day. Right. You know, I had to come to a realization that I am my own chaotic creator and I love chaos. Right. Like if sure. it's calm, cool, collected, I got to do something to just like fuck everybody's world up. Like sometimes I'll go over to Scottsdale and I'll just pop in and I'll be like, what's up? And then I'll start knocking stuff off tables and get back in my car and drive out. And Burnack's sitting there like, what is this? What is going on? Did somebody just come in here? Did I? Yeah. No wonder I get like seven drug tests a month, you right? know, but it's well, okay. Hey, you know, come on. <laughs> That's all right. Accountability is everything. So, <laughs> oh poor Bernack. Um so you went through what 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 somewhere along the line, so after you got out of the, the silly farm and you went back, what was it that that kept me there? That that got you finally to the she oh she just I got my big she's book. She's got a big book with her and it's got book. a gazillion post-it notes on it. You would be surprised be surprised, but my big book literally like this book has saved my life in the beginning of my early recovery. Sure. If I did not have this, even though yeah. I looked at this book like a Bible, which again, the Bible to me right. was something that was offensive. Right. So I was in TLC and I went to my case manager and we won't use her name because she actually ended up coming through uh, Crossroads <laughs> and I got to be her case manager. So we're going to leave it alone hey, because it's full tilt. You're, you guys are even now. Yeah, even Stevens. Well, except that she was I completed. I completed. She, she didn't. She was probably a lot easier to manage than you were maybe. So I walked in. I'm about 90 days clean at this point, And uh, in my self-entitlement, I walked in and said, I want to leave. Yeah. And she looked me dead in the eye and she goes, I don't have time for your bullshit. Yeah. Stop being a pussy. Yeah. Put your big girl panties on yeah. and go read this book. And she throws the, she doesn't <laughs> hand me the big book. She throws the big book at me. And I look at her like, bitch, your face isn't pregnant either though. So we can make this happen. I'm going to use that on Charlie <laughs> later on this afternoon. <laughs> and so I go back into this, this, shh, this bedroom, okay, because anybody that's been there knows yeah, that yeah, it's yeah. not the greatest yeah, yeah. accommodations. Yeah. But I was happy for a bed and yep. a roof. A roof, that's right. And so I had no idea where to start. So I tried to read the doctor's opinion, and it that shit is is out of out of control right. with not being able to understand it, especially being able 
not to really be able to read when you first get sober because <laughs> yeah. you know you don't have any, any more compre- math. Your comprehension. Yeah. And, so yeah. you know, yeah. brain's going faster than the mouth. It's just letters and words. But I got to Bill's story, and there was only one portion in Bill's story that made any sense to me at 90 days sober, and it's on page 11, and it said that if there was a devil, he seemed to be Bosch Universal, and he certainly had me. Um, But my friend sat before me and made point declaration that God had done for him what he could not do for himself. His human had failed. I have that highlighted I don't know how many times in my book because I finally know what your human failing right. feels like because I'm sitting in fucking TLC. Right. Sure. And so I kind of like kept going, kept going and it said like myself, he had admit he had admitted complete defeat. Then he had in effect been raised from the dead, suddenly taken from the scrap heap into a level of life better than he had ever known. I was like, bullshit. What do I got to do? How much jaw work do I have to do to get a better life? Like sugardaddies.com and OnlyFans is like my only outlet right now. So it says... (laughs) You weren't ready to just find the genie in the bottle and just... That's that's where I'm I'm kind of like going with it. He said... It said, had this power originated in him, obviously had not, because there had been no more power in him than there was in me in that minute. And I had no power. Right. My power was completely, yep. completely taken from me as I'm sitting in TLC. And that's the only portion of this book that I can understand. Right. And I just looked up and just said, look, I don't like you. You don't like me, but I'll make <laughs> you a fucking deal. If you can let me sleep through the night yeah. without any night terrors. Yeah. I might consider trying this again. Right. I slept that night. Right. I slept that night. Imagine that. That's awesome. I hadn't slept in I don't know how many nights. That was part of the reason being at the psych ward. Right, sure. And I was on so many mixtures of medications. What was the difference in me shooting meth or taking 9 million uh, milligrams of Depakote? Right. So I'm still completely insane, but I got some sleep, Greg. Yep. So I found some hope. That's awesome. So it can happen. It can happen. And the point of of me staying sober was not to make my family happy, was not to, you know, make my kid have somewhat be proud of me. Right. It was all ego. Yeah. Because everyone bet against me. Right. Everybody said Amber's a fucking quitter. <laughs> She's gonna throw in the towel. Yeah. Give her a year. We'll give her at least to a year. They at least gave me a year. My yeah. mom gave me 18 months and says, you'll be shooting dope before right. I know right, it, before right. we know it. Right. And my ego was so intact at that point that I said, by any means necessary, I don't care how angry of a sober alcoholic that I am, I'm going to stay sober today. Right. So my first year of sobriety, and I was even working as a facilitator at um, Crossroads, my style was aggressive. Fire brimstone. Oh, yeah. Pick your sobriety date yep. or it goes on a tombstone. Right. Like scaring motherfuckers. Like these women would walk into my class not knowing if they were going to meet Jesus <laughs> or like do a seance with Satan because they I never knew what my emotions was going to take a hold of me that day. <laughs> you see people he, <laughs> they're peeking in the door, in the peeking corner. in the door going, who's here? The she power of Christ she, compels you. She doesn't have horns. She doesn't have horns growing out of her head. It was so, it was. Yeah. But it was, it was to the point where there was a lot of clients that, that really took a hold of that. Well, and on different days, clients need to hear different things too. Anyways, you know what I mean? Um, it, there, there's a certain, 
there's a certain angle of it that only works. It only works. And then you got every once in a while, you got to throw in a little bit of that. You, you, do. you know, there's a there's a uh, there's a gentleman. His name's um, he goes by Big Mike and he's taught back to basics for whatever, 30 years or whatever. Here oh, I know him. And he'll middle of a meeting. He says, listen, and he's big. Yep. And he's loud. And he says, bottom line. If you don't stop drinking, you're gonna die. Yes. And he says it real loud like that and makes sure that he gets across. And it's like, well, you're kind of freaking some people out here. The newcomer yeah, kind of yeah, yeah, doesn't yeah, yeah, know yeah. whether they want to stay or run. But the 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 bottom line of it is is it's it's true. It you is know, true. There's so many people that um, you need to hear that kind of. You need to hear the angle once in a while. So if you know, you were just giving it to him straight. Yeah, well, right? I got sober at, the, at Mesa Lano with a dude named Big Ben, and he's this big Indian, and and I would sit in the back of the meeting at the Alano Club, and anytime somebody would talk, I would scoff or laugh, <laughs> like belly laugh at them, like while they're sharing. And he finally said in the middle of a meeting, he goes, man, you got a real attitude. Yeah. I said, the fucking right I do. <laughs> and so I walked outside, and I sat down, and I'm smoking a Newport, and he goes, why are you so angry? And I was like, wouldn't you be angry too? I said, isn't there a pill to fix this? I said, we got pill for erectile dysfunction. We got pill to stop our brain from going crazy. We got pills to kill pain. Why is there not a pill to kill anger? Right. He goes, because it's something that you have held on to. Right. And you're not willing to let go. Pill ain't going to fix it. Yeah. He goes, character defects. Have your sponsor work at them. I said, call your fucking sponsor. What the fuck? Take my inventory. Yeah, who are you to take? I didn't even hell? know what an inventory was. <laughs> Just picking me apart like a like a uh, 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 onion. I felt so disrespected. I've heard that somewhere before. I'm an onion. Be, being peeled, yeah. yeah, peeling, yeah. peeling back the layers. Yeah, peel slowly, thin, peeling slow. Hey. It take forever to get inside into there we made a lot of progress because i got trust issues like no other like i don't even let people at my house and and uh bex was like she was like amber i'm gonna come over we're gonna do this and i was like that means you gotta come in my house and she was like bro we've been we've been friends for like two years let me in your house what the fuck are you doing i was like i don't i got trust issues right i mean i don't know right Mm-mm. Right. I, and I mean, energy. Energy. People's you know? energy. Brandon. Brandon Lee tried to give her a hug. She's like, get the fuck away. <laughs> I was like, do not touch me. <laughs> I was, yeah. And then after he <laughs> hugged me, he said, oh, you're welcome. <laughs> like, he did me a favor. We love Brandon Lee. He's fantastic. Yes. Do me yes. lots of favors, yes. buddy. Yeah. But I mean, at the end of the day, it just comes down to... Was I going to take the suggestions to stay sober? Yep. Was I going to actually work my steps? Yeah. That's that's what right. it came down to. Right. And what are you willing to do? What are what at this point are you willing to do? We know that you are the best crackhead ever. Like if there was an award for crackheadism, <laughs> you won them all, sis. And I'm talking 100. percent And so can you see that award ceremony? <laughs> and next for the best behind the dumpster crack smoker. Amber. 
<laughs> people still still people still always ask me if my teeth are real. Like I, <laughs> I had a client try to stick her right. finger in my mouth oh, one day. God. Hey, ding, ding, ding. <laughs> and I was like, these do not come out. Yeah. They are mine, one hundred percent. Yeah, lucky I, there, right? <laughs> well, I drank a lot of Listerine. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Is that how that works? I thought it was milk was no, good for your teeth. No, drink the Listerine. Okay. I'm not giving any. I'm not giving right. any tips here. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, how did you go from that point? Let me ask you this real quick. Um, any career before you got sober? Were you in a trade? Were you like a business? Were you? Did you? Yes. What was your? Yes. What was your go-to job? People, people call it a whore, but I call it being a connoisseur of fine men. I liked all flavor, sizes, and types. And um, I, I had a lot of dads. Yeah. Okay. You know, I had to, I had to heal those okay. daddy issues. Okay. Yeah. Right. And then anything dealing with a pole. Yeah. And I wasn't a monkey. <laughs> I was more like a pole skunk, you know. Because half the you time you know they got living. schools for this now. <laughs> you know people are making money off of this, teaching people how to dance on a pole. Shit, tons of money. I know it's ridiculous Mm-mm. in Scottsdale. But if you look at the placement of these businesses, there's a really big what they call a cabaret mm-hmm. at one end of Scottsdale Road and another one I just worked up at the both road. Of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's a and there's two schools in between mm-hmm. them. And I was like, huh. Imagine that straight out of the straight, mm-hmm. they they know where their graduation yeah. uh, is at. Before I got really bad, I actually was able to ha- to hold an apartment at the Tom Scotts. Yeah, and I, and I lived there for a while. Yeah, and um, I worked at both of those fine establishments right. on Scottsdale yeah, Road. Yeah. I had no car; I just would walk to them. Sure. And um, well, how else do you meet people? Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely, and you got to stop off and you know walk do in Scottsdale Road in between where all the nice fine yes. car, the car people absolutely. buying guys buying big trucks and, mm-hmm. and sports cars. Absolutely, and you got to find a place to dip off and do a bump real quick so you can get to work on time. Jeez Louise! Sometimes I would get so stuck sure. I would just stand and look at the yeah. Goodwill like yeah, you know. Oh, Goodwill's right there oh, too. I love yeah. Goodwill. So, so do you know how we're going to get sidetracked them? a few times today? Um, Squirrel. So yeah. So, and the reason I ask that is, is what brought you? What? How did you find out about Crossroads? Like, what got you into? Wait a minute. I could just say, who the fuck hired you? Kayla Good. <laughs> Kayla, if you want to, oh well, you congratulations, <laughs> Kayla. I, I, I've, I've. Hey, you know. Kayla Good hired me with a 25-year bartending experience nice. because we had to change stripping from bar- to bartending. Yes. yes, And don't know how it passed your um, first layer of, like, uh, security or whatever. There, when you, there, there isn't there, any. There, what, there wasn't there's, any. There's not any. So, long we don't, story short. We don't do that or else we wouldn't have any employees. <laughs> so, Kayla got my email. So... I'm six months sober at this point, literally just celebrated six months. Um, I tried to work in food industry at a Denny's sober and found out that I absolutely fucking hate people. (laughs) I do not care if your eggs are not over easy, sir. Oh my God, you asked for bacon and you got ham? Just eat it. It comes from the same fucking animal. Like, what are we doing? Oh, my right. coffee's cold we... because my mug's cold. <laughs> so well, it's, all, it's all just splitting hairs for you, isn't it? Man. It's just 
holy cow. So I, uh, I, I lasted 30 days. And so I. At, at Denny's. At Denny's. Yeah. Okay. That's pretty yeah. good. Yeah, it's not bad. No, it's 24 hours establishment. Doesn't sell but any alcohol, but the gotta, Nod Squad got, is. You gotta eat, right? You gotta eat. Yeah, it, it gave me some food. It gave yeah. me 50% off. Right. It allowed me to live. Like I said, a grateful alcoholic's a sober alcoholic, right? Today, but right. it's really hard to see the gratitude in in what is you know is not your life path. This sure. is not my purpose. Right. So I got online to Indeed, and I literally locked myself in, in my bedroom for three days and did nothing but put resumes right. out. Sent it out to um, Kayla um, in Crossroads, and she got my resume, and she thought it was a fucking joke. She was like, who submits a 25-year bartending resume? They must think that we're a bar. A lot. Yeah. You know how many guys I heard come through the program and all the time I've been at Crossroads? Where they're like, oh, yeah, I'm going back to, man, we make so much money. It's like, really? That's a good idea is going back oh, I to where you sober. get a drink for free? Come yeah, on. I wouldn't have been sober today. No. And I knew that in my heart right. of hearts that right. I had to make a change. And so the only thing that I could do to remedy this this horrible resume was send a short cover letter. And my cover letter literally stated, my name is Amber Harvey. I have six months clean and sober. I work a, a, a solid AA program. Sure. Here's my sponsor's phone number. Right. And I listed right. my sponsor and the phone number. And Kayla called her. Yeah. Kayla. That'll get the attention of people at Crossroads it, because that's what matters. It did. Yeah. And she saw that I had pretty solid work ethic. I mean, I might have lied on some of it, most of it. <laughs> but... <laughs> Some of it, most of it. But at the end of the All day, of it. <laughs> it might be copy and paste, but you yeah. know, we'll, we'll run with it. Uh, but at the end of the day, I didn't lie about my sobriety time because right. I, a lot of the places they wanted a year, Greg. Right. And I did not lie. I said I have right. six months. Yep. And so Kayla did a phone interview because it was during COVID. She hired me over the phone. Right. She never met me. Yeah. And she gave me a shot. Right. And my life changed. Yeah. My life changed. Yep. I had no idea what I was doing. I had no education. I still was trying to figure out who I am in this this scheme of things. Yeah. And now I'm sitting inside of crossroads and I'm looking at all these women when we can finally teach. And I'm like, I don't know if I can do this. Right. I don't I don't literally know because I don't even know if I want to stay sober. Because I was still in reservation mode. Sure. I kept my drug dealer's phone number and voicemail for a year <laughs> for the just-in cases. Yeah. You know what I mean? And at the end of the day, once I got in... Little and I, did you know, <laughs> it had been changed three times and they didn't... Uh, oh, absolutely. Yeah, but mean, but we have that glimmer oh, of hope. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's that it's it's yeah. something to hang on to. Absolutely. That's all. And sometimes that's all we need. I started teaching... And that was it. It was a wrap. But I still had to fight with this this nagging obsession to want to go back. Right. And so I delved deeper and deeper into the book. And there's I'm gonna read you something else because this yep. this is another another portion that Ooh, really I like really, that really, last highlighted page that this all those one? pink squigglies. Yeah. Oh yeah, this one. Yeah, no, right here on the yeah the pink squigglies. Yep. Yeah. Page three eighteen. Yeah. That looks I'll like get you, to that. That looks like you got upset at the book <laughs> one day, and um, that's my life. I get upset at a lot of things, and then yeah. then I throw like these temper tantrums. Yeah. Okay, so it says, "No, that ain't it. That, ain't that, that one's not it. <laughs> that one's not it. That was that other time. That was that other time in band camp. 
That was that other time. Oh, it's right here. Yeah. It says, I came to believe that a powder, power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Step three, the hardest step in the world is the surrender step. And it says, I actually talked about God, the one who had abandoned me when I was very little and very frightened, very hurt. We didn't talk about my, my childhood because we just don't need to go there. My childhood was just as fucked up as the rest of yours, so we'll move on. It says, I did everything that was suggested to me. I went to meetings every day, read the book and literature, and I got a sponsor who told me to have quiet time every morning and try to pray and meditate. Praying and meditating for an ADHD looks like this. Dear God, oh my gosh, I need coffee. Thank you for the day. Did I forget to put my clothes in the laundry? Meditation is literally... Put my shoes on. Exactly. Yeah, time five minutes later. But I tried it. And it says right here, I tried to keep an open mind no matter what anyone said and how stupid I thought I felt. Yep. How stupid I thought I felt. Imagine that. They actually knew what they were writing about back then. Holy shit. You think there were ADHD people back then? Absolutely. I'm not the only person with ADHD. But see, that's what a lot of people don't think about. You know, when a lot of people look into the big book, they see the way that it's written and have this, they have these old English words and stuff like that. And they go, well, they didn't do this. But if you read a couple of the stories, there's addicts. Yes. There's alcoholics. Yes. There's people who have done this over and over and over and over and over. There's people who did it the first time. There's people who, I mean, it. they covered everything. Okay. And here's the thing, too. If you really want to read the big book and you want to give the excuse that there's, there's you can't understand a word, it's called an AA dictionary on yep. Amazon for $13.97. Invest in one. You'll be okay. Thanks. <laughs> Thank, you're welcome for the for the plug. You're welcome. Yeah, you're welcome. Whoever wrote that, and and along with just people have phones. If you don't understand it, look it up. Absolutely. Look it up. Look it up. You're gonna actually learn something. Absolutely. Not we're not a glum your, lot. We're not. We're, well, <laughs> and did you know that the average alcoholic has above average I, uh, IQ? That's just a thing. And no shit, we're all too freaking smart for our own good. Yeah, but Imagine that. years of alcoholism kind of fry those brain well, cells after so many years. And <laughs> I don't think it was the alcohol. For me, it was, yeah, there were some other things involved that really, you know, I think that, it's, that there's tr- some truth to uh, what weed does to certain brain cells. Absolutely. And it's due to lack of oxygen when you're holding those hits in too long, you know, that kind of stuff. Kind of like the helium, you know, doing yeah. whippets or, Dude, or, you know. All that stuff. It's all, all, all the it pain is, I used is to huff. depriving your brain of, of oxygen. It's going to kill brain cells. So anyways, off of that. So Kayla hires you. Mm-hmm. You come in, you start facilitating Class. Class A. So so you were learning to write notes, right? Yeah. You had to learn how to write group so, notes. <laughs> so we had to learn how to write contact yep. notes. And it couldn't and be like homegirl didn't show up to class right. today. Oh, she said, fuck yeah. you, because she yeah, was yeah, tired. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have to learn clinical jargon. Yes. yes. Clinical jargon. Yes. The client respectfully declined to come to class <laughs> because she said she wasn't feeling well. Tell the bitch right. to get up. Right. <laughs> Right, right, right. And, you know, some people think that that's, it's sucky and everything. I find it amusing to read the way some people, and I've seen some people do it brilliantly, convey the exact same message in different words. And you're like, oh, my God, I could be a total square from mm-hmm. 
outside, not know anything about recovery. But if I read that, I would know what I would understand it the, exactly. in between the lines what they're exactly saying, which it's is like reading high, which is tell the bitch to get out of bed. Yeah, yeah, tell her to get up. Yeah, no. So, but there was this one point where I am. Oh God, I think I'm like two months in, and. The way that extension set up, you remember the phone room used to be the case manager's yep, offices? Yep, yep. I'm sitting at the very back one, and Greg, I have I have to write my first PNI, which is my <laughs> is like my evaluation of the client for the first time. Right. And I'm sitting back there and I literally start to tear up and I'm like, I can't do this job. And there's this getaway door right there. Literally, all you gotta do is like just open it and you're gone. I felt like I was back in treatment again where I'm like gonna go jump a fence to get out. I don't even have to do that. I just have to walk <laughs> out the fucking door. And I'm sitting back there and I'm almost in tears and Bex walks in to get water. Yeah. And she looks around the corner and she goes, are you okay? And I look at her with the saddest, most pathetic <laughs> eyes in the world and I just look up and for the first time I could ask for help. See, because I right. could never ask for right. help. And I looked at her and I said, I can't do this job. Right. And she goes, that's not true. Right. She goes, everybody at Crossroad gets two days of training. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the team. We like you. And I was like, oh, so abuse means you like? Yeah, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, 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 yeah. Here's your two days of training. Have a great day. Yeah. So at, at the end of the day, she had a pep talk with me and I think I remind her of it every few months when I start to get frustrated. I'll look in on and I'll say, you know, you saved my life that yeah. day, right? You know, yep. I want to just tell you, thank you again, even though you've probably heard it 19 She probably times. didn't even get her water, did she? She got a little sip sip. <laughs> but like, and that's the same thing with like Kayla. I always tell Kayla, thank you. For giving me a shot. Right. Because nobody did. Yep. CBI didn't want me. Lifewell <laughs> didn't want me. TLC didn't want me. Like, <laughs> my heart hurts. <laughs> like, my own treatment center doesn't sure. want me. Like, man, I really <clears throat> suck at recovery. Like, at this point, I'm just like, I should just go back to being a, a crackhead. <laughs> I at least excelled in that. Professional. Jeez. We're glad you didn't. We're glad you didn't. Um... And that was how long ago? My three years is twelve thirty. Three years. Twenty twenty three. Yep. So. Three years. Okay. Yep. I learned nice. how to be a friend amongst friends. I learned how to actually show up to work. Empathy and sympathy. No, I'm not going to give you empathy. Come yet. on. Look, I see you in the hole, and I'll throw you a sandwich. <laughs> Especially when, especially when you have you won't, girl. you won't even, not even like a hand of a shovel here. No, I don't. You want can you either to fill start. it in or you can keep digging. Well, they can make a step with their own hands on yeah. the side of the wall yeah. and, and make steps and climb up the steps. I mean, nobody threw me, nobody threw me a rope at first either. But listen, you got to well, see where. Well, they did. Sort of. They. they Got you to the bin, the, the the rubber room when you needed it, and they got you. I st I still look at that like you know I was fine. I'm only playing Kevin Gates at two thirty in the morning with roommates at TLC, right. banging out the whole facility, going I'm fine. Yeah, and talking to uh, myself yeah. and walking in circles like this is normal. Why am I not going anywhere? Why am I not doing anything? 12 days sober and still like in a complete mess psychosis. So, so, <laughs> so you, you, how long did you do? How long were you a peer mentor? How long did you facilitate class? 16 months. 
That's a long time. It is a long time. That's longer than most. Mm-hmm. I it loved re- it. It is. I was I was good at it. Well, there you go. And that's and that's so you never know. Yeah. You just never know when you're gonna find that that spot. And then and then I met Aaron Sorensen. And then you met Aaron Sorensen, and he went. And it's hey, CCOM. And it's CCOM. How would you like to come and do this with? Never poached me. Actually, no. true story. You want to hear something that Aaron told yeah. me? He goes, "When I first met you, I didn't even like you." <laughs> well, I Aaron's Aaron's honest that way. I said, "Well, jump on board, buddy, because yeah. there's a lot of them that don't." <laughs> and so when I saw what his team was building, and this was super new, this is this is like Seacom first coming in. Right. When I saw what Seacom was doing, I go, yeah. "There's my next goal." Yeah. That's going to be my next jump and crossroads. Good. I don't care what it takes cuz at the time my first year of sobriety I didn't have an apartment. I didn't have a car. I didn't have all the fancy things. I just wanted to learn how to not be a dick. Right. So I didn't care about the car, the man, the house. There's other things to be. Yeah. I want to be grateful. I want to be able to belly laugh. I want to have some joy in my life. So I didn't focus on that stuff. But when when I saw Aaron and I saw what they were building, I knew I had to set another goal. Right. And my next goal was to get a car. Yeah. Was to get the vehicle because with Seacom, you got to have that vehicle. Right. And so That's when I. That's a good reason to have to get a car. Yep. So on. A goal that meets another goal. I had a car by 7 2 of uh, 2022 when I t- hit my two year because my sobriety date is 7 1 2020. Nice. So on my, my two year, I had saved up enough money to pay cash for a car. I went and got a car and I sent that the application the next day and said, I'm ready. Yeah. Three interviews it took. <laughs> Three. Three interviews. And then he pulls me in his office. Three interviews and, and a little... little, he, a little uh, yeah, he said to me, he... Uh, some food, maybe, bring mm, him a lunch. He was like, Amber, you are, have a great work ethic, but you don't play well with others. <laughs> and this is a team environment. Right. He goes, if I hire you... What does that look like? And you know how most people go into their strengths. This is why you should highlight. Right, right, right. I highlighted my my weaknesses. Yeah. I said, you know what, Aaron? After thinking about the conversation, you're right. I don't work well with others. But if you hire <laughs> me to be on CCOM, you are giving me the opportunity to learn how to be a team player. That's that's what Plus, I Plus, there's a team meeting that we have to go sit in with other people on yes. a regular basis and, yes. and be nice to people. Yes. <laughs> I watch you guys file down there. Yes. Yeah. You, but you and everybody notice? comes out. Every, right. Everybody, you don't leave anybody laying on the floor or anything. But you know what the beauty of it is? If you see, if you see the progress on how I used to sit around the table, I would sit away right. from the table. But sure. now I actually sit. Yeah. I sit at the table with people. With people, yeah. almost they can almost yeah. touch me. <laughs> Like, uh-uh. Uh-uh. Keep your energy. Right. Keep your energy. (laughs) Keep your energy. But I never never knew that I would get asked to move into the next phase. What do you you like about CECOM? I mean, what is it? What was it or what has it become that that gave you that new... Spark? There you go. Do you know what it was? It was the fact that I had known, I I really got to really know the ins and out of residential treatment. And at residential treatment, our reach only goes as far as that gate. Right. 
I wanted to be outside the gate. Right. I wanted to be able to follow these women out into the community. I wanted to be able to celebrate in their successes. I wanted to be able to be a part of finding them housing and getting right. their IDs. I want to be a part of the next step because yep. that's one thing TLC lacks. They don't have a next step. Well, a lot, a lot, a lot right. of, I mean, for years and years and years, you know, that's the way recovery was. Hey, 30 days, good, and pay, good luck. Yep. And they see you later. They tap you out. Hey, come on back and like, yeah. Go to a meeting sometime. I needed, <laughs> I needed aftercare. Right. And so I did the best that I could. And I, but the thing that saved me because I didn't have strong aftercare was AA, right. connecting to sure. a fellowship, getting it's that huge. home group. It's huge. But if you meet a lot of these clients, they don't think that works. Again, don't you have a pill that can fix right. me? Right. That's that's right. not. What do you mean? Yeah. I'm not. This ain't just gonna. Right. How come I'm still feeling this way? Correct. How come I still feel like I want need to go out and destroy everything? Correct. Yep. Yeah. And yeah. so I wanted that next portion was the next growing point to actually find empathy. Right. There it is. Oh. There's the empathy. She is the word all on There's her own. the empathy. <laughs> I feel what you're going through because right. I know what this feels yep. like. Where when I'm sitting in residential, yep. I'm like. Bro, pick yourself up by the bootstraps. That's what I was told. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So there's, I, I was able in that second year to develop that empathetic value for yep. people and it to actually be genuine. Yeah. Because you can see some people that try to be empathetic and it is mm. so fake. And, and, I, like, and oh. I think it's it's also, I mean, it, it's obviously, it takes the right person to do the right job, right? Everybody, hopefully, in their lifetime will find that job that gives them the warm and fuzzy feeling somewhere, somewhere, somewhere along the line. Now, there are a lot of people who are perfectly fine with being okay with what they do to set the standard and mm -hmm. build the, build the, uh, build the foundation yeah. for the client to then, you know, move along. But I know what you're saying. A lot of people have that feeling of like, Oh my God, they're leaving. And that guy, he's walking out the door right now. And he has absolutely no clue what he's going to do. Yeah. Do you know one of my biggest fears were, too, that I had to overcome and I had to, you know, really work with my sponsor? It was fear of being in the same spot I was last year. I had been in facilitating for 16 months, right. and I knew that I did not want to do another year, not because I didn't love it, right. not because I didn't love my hey. coworkers. I was ready for something more sure. challenging. Sure. At that position. Keep the forward point. momentum. Absolutely. Yeah. Because I get stagnant, I get bored. Yeah. And that's not what I was looking for. <clears throat> yeah, no, I, 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 I get it. Um, and that's, but that's a good thing. That's, you know, rather, what's the bit, one most dangerous feeling for most people in recovery? It's complacency. Absolutely. It's huge. Absolutely. And it's a huge deterrent when they, you don't understand it, you don't see it, you don't feel it. It's just all of a sudden you realize, oh, I've been doing the exact same thing for like, a year and I haven't moved anywhere feels robotic and then you just go fuck this yes absolutely and that's that's what and that's what I knew with myself that's why I didn't get an apartment right away by myself because right. I know I'm a class a isolator sure you know I I can find ways to justify my did you isolation. live in a sober living environment no then, or did my you... sponsor moved me into her home oh okay yes for 13 months wow so it was like I left the treatment center and I went and lived with my sponsor and living with my sponsor who was a service work monster yeah. 
kept me so busy in AA that 13 months that it was just able to really dive into what my fellowship is. Um, my sponsor runs uh, the Spanish meeting at Crossroads Extension. Uh-huh. Her name's Margie, she's this uh-huh. little Colombian. Yeah, man, I asked her how long it took her to row here. She about <laughs> she about stabbed me. <laughs> oh my god! She goes, I'm don't not- you know they didn't row? They walked. She goes, I'm not Cuban. <laughs> oh my lord! So, oh lord! Yeah. yeah well, there you go. I love my sponsor. She's again. This is a woman that takes no shit from and, me, and um, and that's that's well. I needed it, right? It was a match. Absolutely, it was a match made. Um, I think that happens to all successful people in the program. Is they I find somebody she, who just it just matches. It just goes and it works. I wanted for what she had. Reason. I wanted what she had. She was an independent woman that wasn't married. She didn't have any kids. She's 61 years old. She owns her own house. Her car's paid off. She loves what she does. She's a dog groomer. And I wanted that. And I said, how do I get that? Yeah. How do I, how do I get just absolutely 100% okay with Amber and, and not have to have a second person. See, because my drugs and alcohol, Greg, were a symptom. I told you I was right. a connoisseur of fine yes, men. Yes. And some of the one missing yes, teeth. Yes. But at the end of the day, <laughs> I had to find that my codependency was my biggest problem. Right. So right. I have a woman that is the epitome of non-codependent. Right. Very and I had independent. To learn, very, very independent. Had yeah. everything that I wanted yeah. as a woman. I love my mom. I will never speak ill. Actually, my mom works for some. Downstairs, <laughs> I sent her a picture and said, "Hey," and she was like, "What the fuck are you doing over here?" And I was like, "Shh, don't tell anyone." Shh, shh. I but love, we're planning just know I something. Love you. Just know I love you. Take a break at. <laughs> Need a little shopping after this. I didn't know you guys were so close to Scottsdale Fashion Square. Lululemon's got my name on it after this. Shoppy shop. <laughs> but no, um, I wanted her independence so bad. Yeah. I watched everything yep. that she did. Greg, I couldn't get up right. at five o'clock in the morning before. I was an ex-tweaker. Like we we sleep during the day yeah. and we thrive at yep. night. Yep. So I had to flip-flop my whole life and learn how to be like this woman. Yeah. And so that's what I did. Act as if. Because I really didn't have it, and I really, really right. lacked right. a lot of like personal skills that my mom didn't teach me. <laughs> no. What? No. Come on. My, mo- my mom also, you know. You didn't go to etiquette school? Well, I had to go to poise school and etiquette school when I was younger because okay. my mom married a doctor. Oh. So I had to be, Ooh. I had to portray a doctor's daughter for a lot of years. Ooh. Yeah. So I, did, so I had a really sad home life growing up. Yeah. But then my mom married um, my dad, who I call him my dad. Uh-huh. He, I, this man loved me. Right. For being right. a stepchild. I mean, this man loved right. me. But he was a doctor and I was a white trash, overweight, had a gap you could drive a truck through in the front of my teeth, uh, dirty, uh, ratty-headed little bastard child that came from a little town called Steubenville, Ohio. Right. I didn't know what it was to be uh, a clean little girl with a with a did non-trucker go, mouth. Did you ever go to Cotillion? Uh, no. Was <laughs> no. I had to do etiquette. Yeah. I had to do poise. Yeah. I did pageants. Ooh. I did. Um, all kinds of stuff, and so I had I had learned that there was these, this stuff called money. Yeah, 
and it, it buys things. And it meant a lot to and it some did, people. To, to yeah. a poor little to a poor little girl out of a out of a white trash town. Yeah. You know, that money it it changes the people. way. It yeah. changes people. I went from being a very sweet, charismatic for what I could with all the trauma that I had growing up to a very selfish, self-centered and um cocky girl <laughs> like ugly like i don't care how pretty right. you are on the outside yeah. but bitch you're ugly <laughs> like you can't clean that up with 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 a face wipe and you can't botox that you're just a shitty person right. and that's literally what sure. i was sure well and it comes was from the inside absolutely yeah. so when i got sober i didn't want to be that person anymore right. i literally wanted to cl- I, I wanted to Take my insides out, yep. wash them in the yep. washing machine, yep. hang it out to dry, and say, can we start this shit over? Yep. But unfortunately, that's not how life is. Yeah. So we just have to start learning from somewhere. Yeah. And so at 39 years old, I started to learn how to be a woman. Right. An independent, hardworking, suit up and show up, and be a woman of my word, integrity. Yeah. Integrity. Integrity. Ooh. And do what I say I'm going to do. That's yeah. all I wanted. That's it. Right. But it sounds harder than it. It it's you know it's harder than it sounds. Not at least after to you've me. been doing the other stuff for so long. No. And no. had it ingrained and in, into your into your routine, right? You you have a daily routine, and and that affects your beliefs. It affects you in in turn your actions. Absolutely. The way you treat people, all that kind of stuff. My, my stepdad used to say, I'm your plastic dad because I'm a fucking ATM. <laughs> I was like, that's so not true. I love you for the ATM. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know what love is. Like, what is it? What does that even mean? So I love that I don't have a job and I, I have don't have money. A job. I don't have and, any money. Yeah. Dad, Dad. dad and he say i'm a plastic dad i'm literally right. he called me he would call himself the plastic dad yeah. and i'd be like that's so not true <laughs> where i'm just like can you give me the fucking money now that 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 rolled over into my in my other daddy business like do i have to sit here and like talk to you and, and enjoy dinner with you Why can't you just no snuggling no Ooh, you want to touch me can you just put the money in my account here's my cash app bro like Oh, I gotta! Oh, I gotta work for it. That means I have to kiss you. Oh. <laughs> Hold on. <What? laughs> I had an old guy's teeth pop what, out I'm, once. <laughs> what's coming? Oh God! What's hap- What's what's coming in? <laughs> what's coming into mind is 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 a movie, and I can't remember which one it is, but it's where they get they they got a prostitute for this guy, and and she comes up, and he's like so messed up on the inside, he's like. Will you just hold me? Forty-year-old virgin. No? Was it? I don't is know. That, is I that don't it? know. I know. I think it was a. I think it was a. Anyways, and, and she's like, "Ew! <laughs> you want to snuggle? You wanted me to hug? Yeah, affection? Yeah. <laughs> Come on." So I get it. I've seen it. it. I've seen it. It's been in the movies. There's no affection. <laughs> it is literally like, let's get this over with. I got shit to do because I probably got to see another one in 15 minutes. So let's. <laughs> so coming up, um, we just had Bex and Brandon and Clay talking about the new programs, and you get to be part of this. This is new 
you got to feel some kind of good about being part of this. I do. I mean, I mean, this is this isn't you coming in to be a peer mentor that a gazillion other people have done before you. Right. You're doing something that nobody has done before you because it's new to Crossroads. We are building something from the ground up that is going to be amazing. Now, do you are you a yoga person? No. Okay. Um, have you ever done before this? Did you ever do and go to the class and do uh, the acrylic pour? And no, no. Nope. So I got into yoga with uh, Bex and Ashley Walton. Right. They just literally one day said, you know, Amber, why don't you just come do some yoga with us? I do yoga. <laughs> so listen, <laughs> listen, Linda. You in a- <laughs> so I, when yoga, they allow you to do what you want. So I'll get about 10 minutes in and I'll start to get this real deep yawn. Cause I'm in like such a right. relaxed state and I'll lay on my back and I'll take a nap. I'll hit a snore during class. <laughs> While everybody's sweating their ass off doing poses, Amber's laying on her back snoring, or I'm singing the songs. And so the music I kinda, they're playing. <laughs> I kind of, I kind of feel doing like I'm more Gregorian of a distraction. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of a distraction, especially when you hit the snore. I farted a couple times too in there. <laughs> Let me tell you, not a good look. Da- you know, we call it forewarned. Uh, Amber, uh, yeah. because if you forward fold and my ass is in your face, I'm probably going <laughs> to let you have it. I, it just is what it is. <laughs> Dutch okay. oven yoga. Oh, my Lord almighty. That's not called that anymore. You know that's called the COVID test now. The COVID test? <laughs> <laughs> well, lots of people. Because if in- your smell and your taste is gone... <laughs> It's not going to do anything, do you? Well, I'm going to let you know okay. that about 19 people in a hot yoga class yeah. definitely don't have COVID after I farted. <laughs> so they all smelled it. Oh, Lord. Here we go. Okay. Let's go back to um, <laughs> what is your role going to be? Art and wellness. Art and wellness. Art and, and wellness. Are, and is, and so when I ask what your role is, are you actually going to be in their teaching class are you going to be? I am going to be teaching class. I'm going to be a case manager. I'm going to be um, just whatever the clinic needs. So, I am. Div- I'm very. So are you sport. like the clinical support team? I I am Kinda? I am Bex's support. Okay. Bex's bulldog. Okay. Well. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Cut her loose. Yeah. Okay. Um, we're down to a couple minutes. Okay. Um, usually, have you ever listened to the podcast? No. Okay. Usually, usually I, (laughs) (laughs) she didn't get a study for it like Ted did, right? Usually this is when I ask people five questions. Sure. One is about tattoos. That's getting boring because I think a, it's like the majority have tattoos now instead of the minority, right? Right. Tattoos are just, they're everywhere. Right. Um, if you could have any wish granted, what would it be? Mm, that's a good question. If I could have any wish granted. Yeah. And it can't be a wish for a thousand more wishes. No, absolutely that's not. That's that's cheating. Yeah. I would make it count and I would, I would literally... I know we're not supposed to want to change our past, but I would I would want to be a staple in my children's lives. Okay. That's it. That's not your past. That's Okay. Good. Yeah. I, like I, it. I want to be back in I want to be back full time in my children's right. lives. 
and I also want a boob job. Okay. For, for anybody <laughs> listening out there that might be in the biz, just saying, go fund me at Amber Hardy. Uh, um, <laughs> Robin's making notes. Okay. She might know somebody. Um, if you could disappear for two weeks, where would you go? Oh, I'm haunting motherfuckers. Am I like disappearing? Like I can walk through no, walls? No, 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 no. Oh, if you could just go somewhere and disappear and go away for two weeks, what would be the destination? Maldives. Where? Maldives. Oh, okay, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. That's a beautiful, beautiful place. <laughs> the first answer frightens me, and I'm gonna be. Re- I'm gonna end this on a really nice. I'm trying to figure out how to be really nice to her. Why? Here at, at the end. Because you're haunting people. Um, Halloween's coming up. I know. Boo, bitch. <laughs> um, what's the most embarrassing thing you've ever said to someone? What's the most embarrassing, embarrassing th- thing you've ever said to someone? <laughs> what, like, pick a day. Okay. I mean, um, like. In your sobriety. In sobriety. Oh, when I asked my my sponsor if she, if how long it took her to row here, <laughs> that's probably the most embarrassing thing I've ever said to anybody in sobriety. When you ask your Colombian yeah. sponsor if she rowed here, like rude, like damn. Red. You know, it's really close to Miami. If it was Cuba, it's really close. It doesn't take that long. I'm just saying, like. Yeah, so that's probably the 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 worst. What uh, what do you see happening to you in the next year? Let's just get to 2024 okay. in the next like four months yeah. and just say that you know I'm really excited to build the census and Good. really start having a strong <clears throat> um, OP service for these women over there and yeah. get the wellness clinic open. Yeah. I'm trying to lose 50 pounds. I'm trying to find a husband. If you're interested and want to put in any applications, just hit me up on my crossroads. You don't even, <laughs> you don't even, you don't even got to hug her. Uh, no, you, you, you ain't got to do hug. anything. You just got to call me once a week, say, yeah. hey, beautiful, and are you hungry? And I'm yours. Let's go to, Let's go to dinner. Let's go eat. Amber, thank you so much for no coming problem. down here. She 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 said, "Hey, Robin, just so you know, the way Amber Amber got on here today was because she told me the other day. She says, I don't think you like me, and I said, Why is yeah, that? And she goes, rude. Because you haven't asked me to be on the podcast, and I was like, All right, well, let's do it. Yeah, right. Rude. And here we are, four days later. Yeah, huge ones, <laughs> huge." Thank you. Balchinian. Thank you for coming on and, and helping us laugh. And thank you for everything that you do for Crossroads. And um, if you are out there listening right now and you need help, uh, www.thecrossroadsinc.org. And, um, you know, you can't get help unless you ask somebody. Reach you, out and you touch gotta someone. you got to reach out. you got to talk to somebody. If you are out there and you are having suicidal thoughts, if you are in that place, don't forget the suicide hotline, 988. And uh, you don't even have to talk to somebody. You can start an online chat or you can text with them. So uh, please get help. Uh, get help somewhere. And, uh, and Amber is here to help. Yep. And Charlie and so many others, we're up to 350 employees at Crossroads alone. 
and there are plenty of other places too. Um, but uh, shit, if we can do it, you can do it. So thank you for being with us, Amber, and thank you Stay all. Sober. Thank you all for listening, and um, we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to Recovery On Air, the official podcast of Crossroads Addiction Rehabilitation with your host, Greg Halverson. Join us next time as we continue our candid discussions about addiction and recovery. Listen 24-7 anytime to this or any of our shows online at StarWorldWideNetworks.com or wherever you get your favorite podcasts.